We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Monday, February 6th, 2023, and we are back with another recruiting focused episode you guys know how I love to bring all the Oregon football recruiting content and then with some of my kind of broader work I'm just trying to take a a closer look at some of the top players in Los Angeles seeing that I am or the Los Angeles area rather seeing that I am based in Long Beach but uh, yeah we got another episode in store for you and today we are kind of continuing our approach from the last episode which was talking about how we should manage our expectations for Oregon football in 2023, given that the Ducks signed the top recruiting class in the Pac-12, have Bo Nix returning, and they've made some solid additions through the transfer portal. So what we're going to do is take the second mailbag question from a tweet that I had last week. Let me go ahead and put that up on the screen right now. Tweet comes from Aaron Martinez. Aaron asks, who are our top priority targets in the 2024 class? So what I'm going to do is take Aaron's question and break it into two different episodes, one talking about Oregon's top offensive targets in 2024 and the other talking about Oregon's top defensive targets in 2024. And then friendly reminder, if you guys are not already logged in with me on Twitter, go ahead and do that. You can follow me at Sports. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see my my lovely profile there as I'm sharing my screen. But uh, we're going to talk some recruiting today because now we're on to the 2024 class for Oregon. Deuce Robinson is the main guy still on the board in 2023. He's the top unsigned recruit in the country. We'll see if Oregon can get the number one tight end on campus for a final visit ahead of a commitment whenever that comes. There's no uh, there's no timeline or commitment date set by Robinson just yet, but he is the, the main guy that Oregon's still pursuing in the 2023 class. And the Ducks have a need at tight end for 2023 after a couple transfers and then some misses in the 2023 class. So before we start looking at some of these names, guys, I just wanted to uh, put it out there that I don't you know, know a ton about every guy that I'm listing, but I feel like you know as I've talked to more sources and been following recruiting for a long time, I feel like I have a decent feel 
on some of the the big guys to watch at each position. So with all that being said, I'm not going to have as much to say necessarily about a lot of these guys. Some of them I've interviewed, some of them I haven't, and I'm still trying to kind of get up to speed on 2024 and uh, learn more about these guys. So with that being said, when we're talking offensive recruits, what better place to start than uh, quarterback uh, for offense, right? Or for any class in general, right? Because quarterback is the most important position and the Ducks are going after some big names in 2024. Before we look at these names, let's just kind of set the stage for what Oregon's quarterback picture currently looks like, right? You have Bo Nix. You get one more season of him after a stellar year in 2022. He's back for one more year in 2023. And, um, you know, he should be potentially in the Heisman conversation if everything goes like it did last year, uh, although that's a big if. But he should, at the floor, at least be one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12. I think we can all confidently say that right now. But you got one more uh, one more year of Bo Nix, and then you have Ty Thompson, who is still on the roster. He's your next most experienced guy. Uh, maybe he's in contention for the starting job, you would think, in 2024 by the time the season comes around. I think a lot of people were surprised that Ty Thompson uh, has stuck around and not entered the transfer portal. But I think that's definitely a testament to him the kind of character he has and uh, just the competitor that he is uh, to, to stick around and uh, probably have that main backup spot next year and then potentially be in the position to compete for the starting job in 2024 when that season comes around. You also have 2023 quarterback signee and early enrollee Austin Novosad who flipped from Baylor during the early signing period, a huge recruiting win for Will Stein, the new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach from UTSA, who is now at Oregon as the new OC taking over after Kenny Dillingham's departure. So that's kind of what what it's looking like right now. Uh, Oregon did does also have uh, a couple of walk-ons from um, various classes. Uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can pull some of these up because I wanted to try to give them a little bit of a mention if I could. Um, but I don't think they usually show up on the twenty four seven uh, page. Um, so I don't, the, the names are escaping me, unfortunately, but, uh, I know they got a couple of walk-ons, uh, Jake Van Dyne, Jack Van Dyne, I think it's Jake Van Dyne, um, is, uh, from Missouri state. And then you also have the, uh, local Sheldon product, uh, the Sheldon quarterback from Eugene, again, his name is escaping me. So sorry about that. He is also, uh, you know, projected to be, on the roster right for uh for 2024 by the time that comes around so either way quarterbacks a major need for oregon in 2024 and they have some big names that they can choose from i mean maybe they even go for two quarterbacks in the 2024 class but here are some of the top names that we're going to be focusing on right now in oregon's 2024 class which currently ranks ninth in the country at five verbal commitments and we will talk about some of those guys that they already have in the fold as we make our way through those positions. So starting off at quarterback, the biggest name that is the talk of the recruiting world right now is Dylan Rayola, the uh, Arizona product. Um, I think I saw that he was potentially transferring schools uh, after playing at Chandler. But let me double check to see if they have updated that. That's right. He's going to be transferring to Pinnacle in Phoenix. Uh, that's the same high school as Spencer Rattler, Deuce Robinson, who I just talked about. He's uh, also out of Pinnacle. So 
big move for Dylan Rayola, who is, uh, I believe, originally from, uh, I want to say he's originally from the state of Texas. Um, I'm just looking at the different high schools that he was at. Yeah, because he played uh, a little bit in Burleson, at Burleson High School, which I believe is in Texas. So Dylan Rayola is an absolutely elite recruit that you need to watch out for uh, in the 2024 class for Oregon. It looks like the Ducks are squarely in the mix right now. Georgia has the momentum with the crystal ball picks right now, but it looks like he's kind of narrowing his recruitment, at least as of right now, to a handful of schools. You have Georgia, who we already talked about, and then you also have Nebraska and um, Oregon, and then USC is another school that is also believed to be heavily in the mix for Dylan Rayola. And uh, you got to think that Lincoln Riley has to like his shot there, given not only the location, the proximity with Arizona and Southern California, but also just how much success he's had with the quarterback position, right? Caleb Williams comes over from Oklahoma, wins a Heisman in his first year at USC. Maybe USC could have gone to the playoffs if they had a defense, but that wasn't the case. So they did not end up going to the playoffs. But you know that Dylan Rayola is one of the top targets for USC. And then he's also said some good things about Oregon and Will Stein. Um, and I'm pretty sure that he's visited before, but he's definitely a recruit that, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get him on the phone. So interviews can be hard to come by. Um, but Dylan Rayola is the number one player in the country for 2024. And for Oregon to be in the mix there is huge. They have done so much work in the state of Arizona recently, and they're not going to be going away anytime soon. Got another quarterback later on that we're going to be talking about out of the state of Arizona. The next quarterback we're going to be talking about is Michael Van Buren from St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. Uh, this is a name that's been on Oregon's radar for quite a while. Uh, especially since the Ducks got Damon David and Dante Thornton out of the Baltimore area. I think that that's kind of where it started when we when we started to hear a little bit about Michael Van Buren, a guy who has taken numerous visits out to Eugene during his recruitment, took his most recent visit to Penn State, and the offers keep coming. Uh, the University of Tennessee offered on January 27th, and Penn State is a school that has gotten a lot of trips as well, seeing that they're not that far away. He is working from a top schools group right now, a top eight. The top eight for Michael Van Buren is Penn State, Miami, Oklahoma, Oregon, Maryland, the in-state school, Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, and Cincinnati. And Michael Van Buren has uh, all the tools you want at quarterback. I think he, he has a really nice deep ball. He's not afraid to take some shots. He's a risk taker, which is something you want in your quarterback, the guy that's going to be leading your offense. And he also has some uh, some mobility. I don't know if he would necessarily be view viewed as an outright dual threat quarterback. Um, and I think that I want to say that 247 isn't ranking guys as dual threat or pro style pocket passers anymore. But he is an, uh, he's an All-American caliber player. Uh, has 247 Sports Composite has him as the number 103 player nationally, the number eight quarterback, and the number three prospect in the state of Maryland. I did do a recent video on quarterbacks, so I don't want to spend too, too much time on the quarterbacks, but Van Buren is definitely a name worth mentioning. And then you also have Elijah Brown out of Modern Day High School in Santa Ana. He's, uh, he's definitely one of the best prospects in the state, no doubt about it. Super, super intellectual guy, really, really high football IQ really poised from the times that I've seen him in person out here in Southern California and been able to watch him. Um, you know, he's a guy that's never phased, maybe doesn't blow you away physically. Elijah Brown won't, but he, he you know, not as a, as an elite athlete, but the dude can make all the throws. 
um, you know, throws with good anticipation, can can run an offense, and isn't afraid to run the ball when he needs to. But I don't think that he's a guy that's going to blow you away with his speed. So Elijah Brown's another guy that you definitely need to watch out for in this 24 class. But like with Rayola, uh, you figure that USC is going to give Elijah Brown a lot to think about in that recruitment, seeing that he's right in their backyard. Uh, and then the, the Trojans also got JT Daniels, who was originally from modern day. So we know that USC likes modern day and that Elijah Brown's going to be a top target for them in 2024. And then another guy that I just talked to that's really been blowing up lately is Luke Moga out of Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope High School. He is someone that I have a lot of interest in uh, with regard to just kind of how his recruitment's going to go. Excuse me. He's taken a lot of visits recently, been super, super busy. I think he went out to Arizona State and Arizona, went out to Miami, was recently at Oregon. And that was kind of cool with Oregon because he got to throw for that coaching staff just before the visit. And then he takes the visit, uh, really liked meeting Will Stein and, and Dan Lanning. Uh, spoke highly of the the connections that Oregon has in the state of Arizona on their coaching staff. Uh, Jordan Somerville, a QB, uh, a QB. Uh, I think he originally was a QB analyst, but he was serving serving as the QB coach during Oregon's uh, preparation for the Holiday Bowl. Um, so we got some highlights for Luke Moga on the screen now, um, and I want to put them on for him because he's a name that's really blowing up on the recruiting trail. A lot of offers coming in lately. I think Northwestern was the most recent offer for Moga. And what's surprising here is his wheels. I think that that's something that really stands out with his game. He's a guy that can make a lot of really, really, really difficult throws. You can see him escaping pressure here and throwing to his left against his body and just an absolute dot for a touchdown. And this is a guy who has 10-8 speed in the 100. So he also uh, has some some good track speed at quarterback. I think he's about 6'2", 196 pounds, I want to say is what he told me. Haven't had that story written up just yet, but keep an eye over on Ducks Digest to make sure you see the latest developments in Luke Moga's recruitment. I know this is a guy that Oregon's coaching staff likes a lot. And like I said, he's the uh, other quarterback that Oregon's recruiting out of the state of Arizona alongside Dylan Rayola. Here you see him making some really nice moves, patiently waiting for his blocker. So he's not a guy who just relies on his speed. He can also read his blockers and the, the teammates that are blocking for him. Here you see that mobility, that escapability at quarterback, something that I think Oregon obviously values a lot, given how much Bo Nix did that last year. And that's kind of been a calling card of his game. Here you see him airing it out for the deep ball and uh, and just some, some really good highlights for Luke Moga, throwing with some anticipation over the middle, good pocket presence, good footwork there. Here you see him working the play action and, and escaping the pressure and then just absolutely unloading down the field. So Luke Moga is a guy you absolutely have to keep your eye on. The other name that I think is worth a mention here at quarterback is Isaac Wilson, the younger brother of Zach Wilson. I believe he is at Corner Canyon High School. Uh, let me double check here over on my over on my screen. Yeah, he's at Corner Canyon in Draper, Utah. And then another guy I also really liked is uh, Damon Williams out of Basha High School in Chandler, Arizona, where the Ducks found Cole Martin, 2023 cornerback signee. Damon Williams is committed to Ole Miss, but who knows? There's a lot of time between now and the next signing day, so maybe Oregon can get back in the mix there. But I feel like that's a pretty good feel for who Oregon's going after. You know, they've offered a lot of guys, but those are the guys that I think have, you know, that Oregon has the most viable shot with or they were seriously interested in right now. Austin Mack out of Folsom just committed to Washington last week. 
Uh, so I don't think that he is a huge target to watch right now. So we're already 15 minutes in, but quarterback is definitely a position worth mentioning. And now we're going to keep it rolling, looking at Oregon's top running back targets in the 2024 recruiting class. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, taking a little bit of a sip of tea there. And now we're talking about the backs. Carlos Lawson looks to haul in another solid group of running backs after flipping Jaden Lamar from Notre Dame during the early signing period and, of course, bringing Mr. Football in Mississippi, one of the Mr. Football Award winners in Mississippi, Dante Dowdell. Both those guys already enrolled, and that running back room is stacked. A couple of guys we're going to mention here. I think the number one target right now would probably be Nate Frazier, also out of modern day in Santa Ana. That's a guy that Carlos Lachlan is super, super high on, that Oregon's super high on. Um, Nate Frazier spoken super highly of the Ducks every time I talk to him, but he also took a visit out to uh, Colorado recently, and his stock is just skyrocketing. I mean, that guy has every offer now. I remember I was talking to to Bruce Rawlinson, the, the former head coach at Modern Day, and he was saying that uh, Nate doesn't realize how good he is. So this is the guy with a huge, huge ceiling, very elusive ball carrier, great top end speed, short area burst and quickness. He is an absolute stud to watch out of the backfield. And him combined with Jordan Davison, the 2025 running back out of modern day, already a national recruit. They form one of the scariest duos out of the backfield in the country. And then you're staying in the Northwest for the next guy, Jason Brown Jr. out of Seattle O'Day High School. Um, you know, Seattle, Washington, O'Day High School. That's definitely a powerhouse in the state of Washington. He was on campus for a recent visit, I want to say in the month of January. Uh, and he is squarely in the mix for one of the top running backs in the entire country. Let me see if I can pull up his uh his profile on my laptop here. He's the number three running back in 2024, top 50 recruit in the country. Here's his page right now, but he's a he's an FSP guy for sports performance. So that's a, a, a seven on seven training group um, that has really good ties with Oregon. But you see all the offers here, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Washington's been putting in some work to try to keep one of their top in-state guys home. But Jason Brown Jr. has some really, really good tape. Uh, another guy that I've really enjoyed interviewing the couple times that I've spoken with him. Very insightful guy about the recruiting process. Um, but he does a little bit of everything, has some really good speed, 5'10", 194, um, and he's going to probably be you know, an all-American caliber guy. But again, 
you know, these guys out West, and I think this goes for a lot of recruits for Oregon, you know, kind of what I like to do when I'm kind of tailoring my approach and, and seeing guys that Oregon maybe has a good shot with or a more realistic shot with is looking at those guys out West because Oregon's always set up shop and, you know, set up its bread and butter on the recruiting trail on the West coast. But that being said, you know, you've got to take your shots for your guys like Michael Van Buren out of Baltimore for Dante Dowdell out of Mississippi, prying him away from Ole Miss and Mississippi state. Uh, and then Oregon's also going out into Texas. Texas is becoming some stomping grounds of sorts for the ducks as a major pipeline state. So we might see some guys out of the state of Texas as well. But Jason Brown is another big time talent. You got to watch at running back for Oregon in 2022. I'm kind of curious to see how many running backs they'll take because their running back room is already so deep and it's pretty young. You got Bucky Irving, you got Noah Whittington as the top two backs. Jordan James is a guy that we saw a decent amount of last year coming out of the state of Tennessee in the 2022 class. Um, so there's there's a lot of youth already there, right? And then Byron Carbwell goes to Cal, Sean Dollars goes to Nevada. Um, so that's going to be a pretty loaded room. I'd be curious to see how many backs they want to take in 2023, 2024, excuse me. So Jason Brown was a guy that we're talking about. And then Cameron Jones out of St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, where the Ducks signed Mateo Uyunglele in the 2023 class. Cameron Jones is also another guy that's starting to see his stock skyrocket on the recruiting trail after some big recent offers coming in. Uh, in the recent weeks, I mean, let me just try to list some of these off to give you guys an idea of how much this guy's stock is going up. Uh, January 27th, you have Texas A&M. January 24th, UCLA, Washington State, Michigan State, um, San Jose State, Cal, uh, Oregon back in December. So he is really starting to see his stock take off on the recruiting trail. And he's a guy who runs super, super hard. And uh, I think he kind of flew under the radar and... That's a little surprising considering he played for St. John Bosco, the 2022 national champs. Um, but he is an absolute stud. A couple more guys to talk about at the running back spot. Uh, you have, De, I want to say it's Dewan, uh, Dewan Riggs out of St. John's College in Washington, D.C. And what's interesting about that is that that is the same school that the Ducks found Colin Gill, 2023 defensive back signing uh, in, uh, in their most recent recruiting class going to see if I can get some tape up on the on uh, the screen for you guys so you can get a, a little bit of a better sense at who he is. Um, let's see what we got here. Okay, no season highlights, but let's see. We got one here that's about two minutes. So I'll go ahead and uh, load that up so we can get a look at that. Let's see what else we got here. Um, hold on. Come on. Just show me the profile page. I guess he did, I don't think his 247 isn't showing up. So whatever the reason is there, but here's Dewan Riggs. Uh, he's listed at 511, uh, around 195, I think. And Washington, D.C. is definitely, the, you know, that DMV area is an area that Oregon's looking to tap into more. They almost did it recently with, um, with Nicholas Harbor, right? But he ended up making his National Signing Day commitment to South Carolina, uh, but I know this is another guy that Oregon likes. You can see how elusive he is. He's not easy to bring down. Um, but it's also interesting with this conversation of running backs to kind of see what kind of running back Carlos Laughlin really likes, right? Because we've only seen him recruit one cycle at Oregon. And a lot of his running backs are not a lot of them, but I think Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington are similar style guys. And then you had Jordan James, who was more of a goal line, short yardage guy, who was a little bit of a bigger build, bigger frame. 
And then Dante Dowdell comes in, and I don't know if you guys saw that picture that that Coach Lachlan posted on Twitter, uh, just you know, Lock Boys, and it's all the running backs during uh, I think it was a, a National Signing Day kind of event when they were just you know touring Nike headquarters, hanging out, and Dante Dowdell was just towering, towering over the rest of the group at six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and then you have Jaden Lamar. Uh, the other 2023 running back signee who's already in Oregon uh, at like 5'11", you know, maybe 190 range. So I think you definitely see that there's a good opportunity for a thunder and lightning mix there. Uh, and I think that Dewan Riggs could be a guy that you see maybe, I don't know, he's doing some work in the slot here too. So that probably means you think of him as more of a, a lightning kind of guy, seeing that Oregon um wants to have guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield i know bucky irving caught a lot of passes out of the backfield so did noah whittington last year so it looks like they're that lachlan just really likes those guys that can do a little bit of everything but um here you see the the, the run to the outside for for Riggs. um but he's a he's a little bit of a newer name so i'm just trying to you know put you guys on and let you know which running backs and which targets you got to know for Oregon in 2023, 2024. Gosh, I keep messing that up. 2024 is here. So that's the class that we're going to be focusing on, but moving right along, we got wide receiver tight end and O line to hit on. Um, and we're continuing. Let's talk first about the guys that Oregon already has committed in the 2024 class at wide receiver. You have Jordan Anderson, who just recently transferred to Newport Harbor high school after spending the 2022 season at uh, at Long Beach Millican. So Jordan Anderson is now at Newport Harbor High School. I'm hoping to check in with him this week, uh, maybe get an interview, maybe get him on the podcast. But he's one of the top wideouts in the country. He's really, really fast, uh, really technically sound, um, big playability written all over him. But they already have him in the fold. He committed uh, during the early signing period as well back on December 22nd. And he is an absolute baller. Really like what Oregon's getting in him. And then you have another wide receiver committed in Tysir Denmark out of Philadelphia, Roman Catholic High School. Um, this is a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, this is a guy that I've been learning more about uh, recently. I got to have a, a really long conversation with his head coach the other day. And Tysir Denmark is someone that, that his coach was saying coaches in the Philadelphia area knew he was going to be something special in the eighth grade. And like, he is the talk. He is the guy in the state of Pennsylvania. He's ranked as the number two player by two, four, seven sports in the state, but he is an absolute stud. Uh, he, he was most recently, he's, there was supposed, he was supposed to be on campus, uh, but I don't think I saw any pictures recently. I know he came out to Eugene for a visit in the fall, uh, and then Oregon landed in his top five, and he ended up committing to Oregon over a lot of big-time programs. Tysir Denmark is someone that Brian Hartline was recruiting at Ohio State, that Nick Saban was recruiting at Alabama. So, you know, he is a top 100 talent who has those caliber of offers, and Oregon was able to reel him in. That said, there is a lot of time between now and signing day, so that's a guy that you're going to have to actively continue recruiting, get him out to more visits, get him out for some games, for some spring practices maybe, um, that's kind of how things are looking right now in the recruiting process. And Philadelphia is pretty far away from Oregon. You don't need to tell me, you don't need me to tell you that. Um, but he's an absolute stud as well. So the 2024 wide receiver hall is off to a very good start for junior Adams and the Oregon ducks. Another guy that we're talking about here, as far as targets go, uh, is Ryan Pelham also at Long Beach Millican former teammate with Jordan Anderson. 
Uh, he's the nephew, I want to say, of Don Pelham, former Oregon, um, Oregon, former Oregon linebacker coach, uh, who also you know recently spent some time at UCLA. But Ryan Pelham is is right up there in terms of star power. I think he's a r- little bit higher rated than Jordan Anderson is. Uh, also a two way standout, a guy who can make an impact in the return game. I think he's a little bit bigger than Anderson. Uh, maybe has a little bit more of a college ready frame at least right now as things stand. But Ryan Pelham was was definitely a standout every time that I saw him. 5'11", 170 right now compared to uh, Jordan Anderson, six foot 165. But Ryan Pelham's really solid. I know that uh, Oregon's coaching staff was recently out in the Long Beach area, and they stopped by Milliken to see him. So you know that he's a guy that Oregon is definitely keeping their eye on in 2024. Another guy that we got to talk about is Jeremiah McClellan, a 2024 wide receiver out of Christian Brothers College in St. Louis, Missouri. Here he is on his uh, 247 page. So he has 38 reported offers, and he is a four-star prospect, top 150, top 180 guy, depending on what service you're looking at. 6'1", 185 pounds, recently took a visit out to Oregon, so you know there's some legitimate interest there. Um, For what it's worth, uh, St. Louis is an area that we're seeing Oregon target a lot more lately, and a lot of schools across the country. I think Ryan Wingo is another top guy out of St. Louis in the 2024 class. and Jeremiah McClellan at Christian Brothers, that's a school where Oregon has some familiarity because Oregon and Carlos Lachlan in particular uh, recruited Christian Love, the 2023 running back out of Christian Brothers. He ended up at Notre Dame, but this is where you see some of those connections kind of maybe come into play, why it's important to, to build those relationships because maybe you didn't get Jordan, sorry, Jeremiah Love in 2023, but now you can come back and maybe make a name for yourself and, and be a serious contender for Jeremiah McClellan, who was on campus for a visit prior to the dead period beginning. So good for him to get out to Eugene, no doubt. All right, let's see who else we got at wide receiver for Oregon. A couple other names, Xavier Jordan, Xavier Jordan out of Los Angeles, California, Cathedral High School. He's a guy that Oregon offered recently after a visit in January. I got to go meet him. Um, drove out you know out into los angeles and right next to dodger stadium is actually where cathedral high school is you have all that purple popping off on the phantoms uniforms but xavier jordan is another player who's seen his stock really start to uh improve on the recruiting trail and and a lot of schools are getting in early uh in that recruitment or maybe not that early now that 2024 is is uh the main focus but Oregon offered, and then since Oregon offered, San Jose State has offered, Utah has offered, Nevada has offered, USC has offered. Uh, I want to say that I saw, maybe he only put it on his Instagram. I want to say uh, that that Georgia offered, but maybe, maybe they didn't. Let me see. I'm double-checking on Instagram right now, kind of. Um, yeah, so Georgia, Georgia offered, uh, he posted that about, uh, about a week ago. So if you're seeing schools like this hopping on, you know, that this is a guy who is going to really, really be a national recruit, uh, also runs track, incredibly athletic, uh, great hands, uh, has that top end speed is a really solid route runner. Uh, so Xavier Jordan is another person that you have to keep your eye on, especially as Oregon looks to continue pushing into Southern California and that Los Angeles area. Took a recent visit to USC, and uh, that's going to be some big competition as we continue to see Lincoln Riley and Dan Lanning duke it out on the recruiting trail for some of the area's top talent. Um, 
who else do we have here? Let's see. Uh, wide receiver, I got one more guy, and then we'll wrap it up with tight end and offensive line. You have Malachi Durant out of Puyallup, Washington. That's the same high school as 2022 offensive line signee Dave Uli. So uh, that's another FSP guy, I want to say, someone who's taken some visits to Oregon uh, even before last season. So Malachi Durant, another guy to watch at wide receiver. Tight end, interesting deal at tight end because it's a position of need for Oregon. They already have A.J. Pugliano committed in the 2024 class out of North Medford High School. Uh, maybe they take another shot at Joey Olson, though. He is the top player in the state of Oregon for the 2024 class. He's currently pledged to USC. Uh, Joey Olson coming out of Lake Ridge, Oregon, uh, Lake, Lake Ridge High School in Lake Oswego, Oregon, excuse me. 6'5", 225 pounds, been committed to USC for a while now, but I bet that Dan Lanning, Drew Maringer would love to change that, seeing that the Ducks want to keep the state's top players home, especially if you're going to be playing a conference opponent um, or if you know if, if they're committed to a conference rival, conference opponent. So maybe they take another, another swing there before things are over. Another guy to watch, uh, Rainer Swanson out of Laguna Beach, California. He took a recent visit to Oregon. Uh, and he is definitely a pretty big prospect. Um, let me look up his his height and weight right now um, because he's someone to watch. He's a guy that you got to watch. Six uh, four and a half, two 240 pounds in the 2024 class. Uh, he was one of the top tight ends in the area for 2024 in Southern California. So that's another guy that you got to watch. He was on campus in Eugene recently and had a recent offer from Pitt. All right, we're wrapping things up on the offensive line, and Oregon already has an offensive tackle in the fold in 2024 in Fox Crater. He's from Evergreen High School in Vancouver, Washington. He was on campus a million times throughout the season and was recently on campus um, for a visit. Saw some pictures of him posted up with Adrian Clem. But let's talk about the guys that Oregon is still going after, probably the top target along the offensive line. It, one of two guys, but Brandon Baker out of modern day Santa Ana. He's the number one offensive tackle in the country. Been to Oregon a bunch of times. Still seeing his recruiting stock just skyrocket as everyone's going after him. Took a recent visit out to Colorado. Like I mentioned with Nate Frazier, they were there that same weekend. But Brandon Baker may be a little bit more of a priority for Oregon because he is an Oregon legacy brother of uh, former Duck Gary Baker, who was a defensive lineman for the Ducks. I had a feeling at one point that Brandon Baker was going to commit to Oregon during the season. I think that uh, that Oregon still leads for Brandon Baker worth as things stand right now. But as more offers come in, especially from the SEC and some of these powerhouse programs in college football, going to have to continue to prioritize that recruitment. So Brandon Baker right up there. Another guy you got to look at is, is Sendre Afua from uh, O'Day High School. He's teammates with Jason Brown Jr., who we mentioned earlier on. In this podcast, he's the number two interior offensive lineman recruit in the 2024 class. So he is a big, big time talent. Um, 6'5", 330 pounds, number two player in the state of Washington, just behind Jason Brown Jr., number two player at his position, interior offensive line. So Oregon looks like they're going to need to try to figure out that interior a little bit more. You're feeling solid about the 2023 O-line, but uh, I think offensive line is going to be a group that maybe they don't take as many in the 2023 class because they really attacked that in the portal. They got two guys, Ajani Cornelius and Junior Angelau, 
And then I think they signed five or six high school guys along the offensive line. Um, but I think this is a group that has a bunch of potential, especially with Adrian Clem and his proven track record as a developer and as a recruiter. So Asendra Afua, another top guy you got to watch. I know that Washington uh, and Oregon are both recruiting that guy heavily. So maybe that's a rivalry uh, recruitment as we saw with USC and Oregon earlier. Another guy to watch is interior offensive lineman Devin Brooks from Clackamas. I know that his name has been linked to Oregon a lot, and I think a lot of that has to do with him being a priority in-state target for Oregon in 2024 and a guy who has taken a lot of, a lot of visits because with these guys in Oregon, obviously, maybe Clackamas more in particular, you're not a whole, you're not super far from Eugene, so it's easy to get out and take some of those trips. I think there's some crystal balls for Devin Brooks to end up at Oregon. Um, I could be wrong though. Let me pick it up. Let me look it up. Okay, no crystal balls in right now, but he's got 12 offers. Uh, looks like he is a high three-star guy, top five prospect in the state of Oregon, and I think that there's been enough interest there from Oregon that we can call him a priority target in 2024. The last guy we're talking about is interior offensive lineman Eugene Brooks from Sierra Canyon in Chatsworth, California. I got to see uh, Sierra Canyon play a playoff game against Inglewood last year, and they absolutely mowed through Inglewood. Inglewood was undefeated at the time, and Sierra Canyon used their run game to get it done. And you got to figure that Eugene Brooks was a big part of that as one of their starting offensive linemen. He's a guy who I believe has been to Oregon before, uh, and Oregon has also recruited Sierra Canyon previously with 2022 offensive line signee, uh, and, you know, true freshman now, I guess he's a redshirt freshman now, Michael Wooten in the 2022 class. He played at Sierra Canyon, so you have that previous relationship and that familiarity. Uh, recent offers for Eugene Brooks coming from USC, Cal, and Arizona State. And to give you an idea of Sierra Canyon, you know, they're definitely a really solid program. They also produced 2023 Michigan defensive line signee Cameron Brandt, who flipped from Stanford late in the 2023 recruiting cycle. So, I mean, we probably went through, I want to say, you know, 15 or so names this, this episode, somewhere in that neighborhood, but wanted to give you guys a good feel for who Oregon's going after and prioritizing, in my opinion, in the 2024 recruiting class. So, Make sure if you're on Twitter, that's probably one of the best ways to follow recruiting. Go check those guys out and give them a follow. They're always posting highlights from, you know, games, camps, showcases, tournaments, uh, and then, you know, where they're visiting. So that's a really good way to keep up to date on the recruiting trail and where everything stands. Uh, but we will be back for another episode. The next episode is going to be taking a look at the top defensive targets for Oregon in 2024. You won't want to miss it. But before we get out of here, do me a favor and follow me on Twitter at mtorresports. And then if you're watching here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Those are all tremendous ways to support. And then share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. Until next time, thank you guys so much for listening, watching, supporting. This has been another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.